All right, now we're officially live. Good thing nobody on YouTube saw my mistake, but I am Paul Russo. Nonetheless, favorite podcast of the year coming up for you guys here on Fresh Takes with Russo and Felice. Across from me, as always, man, myth, legend himself, Nick Felice. Nick, are you excited as me? Are you as happy as me? Yes. Okay, good. I Excellent. have said this because we <laughs> thought we were going live for a second there. Yeah. We had a whole intro. <laughs> we, we, were, we were like five minutes in. Yeah. But here we are again. Yes, I will say officially, this is my favorite podcast, the MLB Preview Podcast. A lot going on. Uh, you know, you got March Madness, championship game next week. You got the Masters next week. Um, I wish I wish opening day had the weather that we had today. Yeah. But it's going to be chilly uh, yeah. in New York. But Just a little bit. Hopefully no rain, no snow, no nothing to cancel the games. But, you know, opening day's here. Tomorrow's got their last spring training game going on right now at Dodger Stadium, looks like. But, you know, tomorrow's our last day of no baseball until the middle of July after the All-Star break. So it's always a good time. And, um, you know, I'm ready. Yeah, so uh, we've, yeah, you know, I, 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 obviously everybody pretty much knows the, the long-time listeners and viewers. I'm a big baseball guy, Nick. You're a big baseball guy. Yes, um, we can just look at your hat and we know you're a big baseball guy. You're yeah, wearing a Montreal... Not just any Expos. Expo hat. 1983 Montreal yes. Expo that hat. That just explains it. So, um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. Obviously, though, we'll take just a couple minutes to discuss the weekend that was March Madness. Lived up to uh, its billing, especially during the Sweet 16. So... We'll discuss that a little bit, and then we'll go get right into that MLB season preview for you guys. I just say, is it is it more of a sad day today for Syracuse fans than it was on Saturday when they lost? It it's looking like it, admittedly. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I I don't know. I've been saying for a while that Gerard shouldn't have been starting; it should have been Richmond, and now we're paying for it. And we're also losing Braswell and um, Ayuk and John Bull Ajak. So, Ajak, whatever. Yeah. Um, you know it. It sucks. Um, and this is not the first time. I don't want to dwell on it too much yeah. because obviously we got a lot to get to. But um, yeah, um, I I just I don't know. You were a big Richmond fan. Yeah, I was. Um, this he's definitely NBA talent and um it's gotta hurt a Bay, little joe jim Beheim, you know given the treatment to gerard like he did it's gonna cost him you know i i think pretty big next year it hurts more you know we've seen it in syracuse since we've been you've been a fan yeah since i've been a fan of college basketball and my days when I was a circus fan, but <laughs> yeah but uh your, your three days <laughs> it was a couple of years but uh <laughs> We've seen a lot of times the guys go to the NBA early as a Syracuse player. This time, it's not. Richmond is going to play college basketball still. It's yeah. just he's going to wear a different uniform, mm-hmm. so it hurts a little bit more. Yeah. And you don't usually see this after a Sweet 16 run, but teams are going out, players are going elsewhere because of the stuff that's going inside the locker room. Man. Yeah. And you should have seen it coming, or people should have seen it coming, the way Bayheim had his press conference after that game, acting mm-hmm. like – People see felt like people were gonna leave, and two days later, here they are. Here's the new, or three days later, here's the news. Yeah. 
It sucks because it's happened before. I mean, mm-hmm. definitely even worse this time around. You know, Carrie and them. Obviously, mm-hmm. Richmond's way better than Carrie, but it just sucks because you get so attached to these guys. And nah, they're. Gone. I mean, it in like it goes against like I guess like everything that I really stand for as a as uh as a fan of college life. like i don't like beating up on kids like these are still kids right um but like i mean just the way gerard played like throughout the year i don't understand how he was still a starter um did he deserve playing time yeah i mean he, he is still good enough in spots that he warranted playing time just his role with richmond should have been swapped mm-hmm. and um you know, to be fair, you know, Braswell probably deserved a lot more time, too. I mean, he showed a lot of signs of really good potential, and we, we kind of, you know, washed that away. And, you know, we don't really know with Ajax because he was probably going to still be behind Jesse. Ed- well, I mean, it depends how they really kind of probably wanted to use him, whether it was behind Edwards or probably not. Well, you have to point as if Dolzhai's not coming back. Yeah. Um, what hurts Bayheim is that, and then just, as well as you know whoever they hit coming in forward wise as well. What hurts Bayheim, he's always been known as that guy doesn't play a lot of guys. Yeah, and yeah. everyone's gonna have their opinion what happened inside of the locker room, but you'll never know. So it's just it's 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 a sad day for Syracuse after you know making a nice run to the Sweet Sixteen that yeah. ended on Saturday. Yeah. So and it's against a good Houston team. Yeah, it is what it is. So let's. I mean, obviously, we kind of alluded right into it. So you were, like, semi-right. It is turning to be chalk lately. Well, yeah, now that we got to the Sweet 16, uh, even though it was a crazy weekend, uh, it turned into chalk to a degree. Yeah, yeah, that Houston team ended up being just way too athletic, way too quick for Syracuse. But we had a lot of crazy basketball to be had, though, overall. Obviously, uh, Loyola and Oregon State going... um, Freaking deep in that game, obviously. Um, and then elsewhere. And Oregon State fought into the very yeah. end. So, admittedly, say admittedly, I was having probably the most fun I've had in freaking borderline two months at this point, going through what I've been going through. Uh, enjoying some really good time with some really good friends in Ellicottville. And I, it, uh... so, so, admittedly, Admittedly, basketball-wise, I wasn't fully paying attention as probably much as I should Tell have Tell the been. viewers how the first drive go. Uh, not pleasant. <laughs> <laughs> it was a worm burner and a half. <laughs> uh, but, um, yeah, so admittedly, I wasn't paying close attention as it was to pretty much only the Syracuse game. Uh, but, um, nonetheless, I was able to see a little, in the, a little bit of enough. So, um, nonetheless, it was still a crazy March Madness weekend in Indianapolis. Yeah, it's definitely definitely a little strange. You know, that's it's still in Indianapolis. This whole tournament's been in Indianapolis. <laughs> but, you know, I don't think that takes anything away what these teams accomplished this year. Um, you know, it started off crazy and it became chalk, as most tournaments do. You don't usually see the 11 seed, the, never the 12, make it to the Final Four. And UCLA's got a chance tonight. But, well, we've seen how the Pac-12, UCLA, Oregon State, definitely not 11 or 12s. They're definitely not 11 or 12 seed, but it still counts. But we'll see what happens. Gonzaga is cruising to the Final Four. 
And that just proved to me that they're legit to win it all because USC is a good team, and it does suck, Paul, because mm-hmm. the Pac-12 is surprised so much. But there's a very good chance they're not even going to make the Final Four. Very di- disappointing. Yeah, <laughs> but they've proven everything. They've proven all the odds this tournament, the Pac-12, and mm-hmm. I think they need to get a little bit more respect going forward. And uh, I've been trying to tell you guys for. Two years. <laughs> yeah, it's just they've struggled in the tournament lately, but this time around they've they've really put it all together and they 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 put some good teams out. Obviously, Oregon a couple years back made the Final Four. This yeah. year, we'll see if any make it. UCLA maybe tonight. Uh but you know it's Gonzaga, Baylor. It's looking pretty good. I know Houston's a very good team. So is Baylor. It's going to be a great game. I don't. Either way, either, even if it's Michigan or UCLA that plays Gonzaga in the Final Four, it's going to be a great Final Four. Um, it's glad to see the schedule get back to normal a tad <laughs> with the Final Four on Saturday night and the championship game on Monday. Uh, but, you know, I, I'll say one thing about the schedule. I did yeah. enjoy the Saturday-Sunday quadruple headers. I liked mm-hmm. that. I know you were out doing stuff, but... Uh, uh, yeah. At that, at that point, I was probably a couple margaritas deep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, this ain't too bad. The Monday, Tuesday, Elite Eight at night. Yeah. It's not too bad. It's uh, just not the same. No. <laughs> the weirdest day is still by far, and it will always be, is that Monday of the second round. <laughs> that was just strange. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I think they'll go back to normal. Um, so we'll see what happens. But uh, Gonzaga... Baylor is looking like the finals. It's it's uh it's weird that uh we don't have a final four while this podcast is going out. But, yeah, but <laughs> yeah, I mean they're still settling that as we speak. Yeah, as we speak. Um but I think we can safely assume Gonzaga is getting through at this point, but Yeah, what's the score? You never know. <laughs> I know they were up by like 15 at one point. It is More 80 to 64, 118 to go. Yep, so. They're in. <laughs> Only one more ballot to be sent through. You We're really close on the Arkansas team. They played, yeah. they played well. Run just came short. Good Baylor team. Uh, a lot better run than Ohio State in that region. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, Oral Roberts could have beat Arkansas, though. Yeah. That was a great game. Um, but Syracuse, they – you know, Houston's a great team. I definitely did not see that coming. I one I didn't see coming was Loyola Chicago. I thought they were good enough. Everyone was on that board. I was on on board with them, but Oregon State kept surprising, and they almost came back and beat Houston last night. Mm-hmm. But didn't happen. So I'm enjoying the tournament. It's coming to an end after this Gonzaga game. Only four more games to go. Keep watching. Yeah. Speaking of keep watching, Nick, we're going to have to move on because, you know, time is of the essence today because we have the MLB preview. <laughs> yes. To get through every division. I don't think you were able to bring the helmets today because uh, you, no, uh, I forgot. you were at work. It's I okay. thought about it on the ride here. But. but don't worry, everybody. I still have all my depth charts printed. It's the only time I really bring in show notes all year. Um, I get excited for this, like I said. So, Nick, yeah. we have the six divisions, obviously. AL, are they still AL, divisions? Yes, AL East. Are we back to normal? With we the are rules? back to normal this, normal this year. So, we have the AL East, Central, and West, as well as the NL East, Central, and West. 
We have six of them, Nick. I want you to pick one of them right now. I, well, before I pick one, I sure. love how we did this back in, what was it, August or September when it yeah. started up. And we mm. made all these predictions, and they changed the rules right yeah. at the last second. Yeah. I don't think that's going to happen this year when no. we make our predictions. But yeah. um, I'm going to say we'll leave ours for, you know, towards the end. Mm-hmm. I'll go with the the uh, the <laughs> open for grabs AL Central. Ooh, we're over the open for grabs AL Central. Yes. I don't think it may be as open as Nick thinks, but it certainly is a division. I can't, you know, I can't put, I can't put all my chips on the he's, White Sox. Whoa, whoa, the board's lighting up over here for me. <laughs> <laughs> I can't put all the chips. I, on. I don't disagree with you, but this is a division that has uh, probably five teams with certainly five different storylines. Obviously, um, let me pull out my notes. Teams, a couple teams, you know, for sure, going to be in contention. Uh, one for sure on the downswing and two for sure on the upswing so but every one of them kind of in a different spot to a degree so nick you brought up the white Sox, obviously first so they went out um i don't know if the technical term would be reload it's not like they exactly went out maybe offensively and did too much but deep but in the bullpen they did they got liam Hendricks away from the white Sox, obviously um and then they're going to get a full year of uh, Garrett Crochet, so that's going to be really exciting to watch as well. Michael Kopich comes back uh, pretty much as a full-time bullpen guy this year, but big blow for them last week, losing Eloy Jimenez uh, for perceivably through the All-Star break at minimum. They're talking this possibly could be a year-ending injury for him. Uh, and then the biggest news really was them probably firing Rick Renneria and hiring of all people for this team, Tony Larusa. Mm-hmm. So that is quite the interesting spot there with that team. I mentioned one team on the decline. That would be the Cleveland Indians, soon to be Cleveland. Who knows what uh, at the end of the year? Um, that is probably would have been their biggest storyline of the year had they not traded away face of the franchise from the outside, Francisco Lindor. Um, to the Mets in return they got uh, let me make sure I got this right because pretty much the only two that will be up all year in the big leagues for them is going to be Ahmed Rosario and Andres Jimenez Um, other than that they didn't do too much excuse me overall Um, went out got Eddie Rosario on a one-year deal uh, and then they're also a team in scandal still right now with uh, the Mickey Callaway deal. One of the teams on the rise, obviously, Detroit Tigers. Very young team. Um, I don't know how well they'll fully do, uh, but um, like I said, they're, they're on the rise. I still think they're probably a couple years away. A.J. Hinch now at the helm there. Um, went out. Uh, made a at the time a semi big splash in Robbie Grossman as a free agent, two year, ten million dollar deal there. Uh, but that pitching staff is quite the interesting um, deal. They'll they actually have a sneaky good staff. Not too sure, obviously, if that will make that big of a difference. The other team on the rise there, Kansas City. Nice little rebound that they've had. Um, I'm expecting some fairly big things, I think, out of this team. I don't think it's as bad of a team as people probably think. 
Uh, where they're going to struggle is probably going to be pitching. Overall, that staff is fairly young-ish. I mean, you have uh, Jacob Junis, Danny Duffy, and Mike Miner being the elder statesmen there, but they bring back Craig Holland, so it should be interesting there. Mike Matheny uh, at the helm there. And then Minnesota, the other probably for sure contending team there. Again, they didn't do too much overall. They bring in Jay Hepp and Matt Shoemaker. Uh, they did lose Ayer Rosario, obviously, which I touched on. So uh, overall, uh, fairly status quo with Minnesota. Key loss for them, too, though, was going to be Trevor May. He signed a free agent deal with the Mets. Uh, so losing a big bullpen arm there. So I've looked at all five rosters. Yeah. Uh, I think – I know I said I wouldn't put my chips on. I'm just looking at them right now, mm-hmm. though. I think – the winner of this division is going to be the White Sox. Um, mm-hmm. Not to give my predictions already, but I think... Well, we just, can do that with the divisions this time. I think we can safely say who our division winners are going to be when we go through. So Just just going off of, like, roster-wise, and then the addition of Tony La Russa mm-hmm. as the manager, I think they'll play well off of him first year. Um, and I just think they're a nice and up-and-coming team. I think the Cleveland Indians are looking towards the seller be honest looking mm-hmm. at that team i know they got jose ramirez i know they got shane bieber mm-hmm. but what else did they there's have? a lot of backdoor or background um noise with that team this year unfortunately yeah. i do i'm intrigued about ben attending in kansas city though i am mm-hmm. intrigued to see how he does there um the tigers you know still it's a slow rebuild the Tigers because they've been so bad for a few years now but they're getting there I think I think it's time to tell Miggy to go home <laughs> wow they don't have much of a choice considering that contract yeah I know it's just like come on push them on a little bit <laughs> Miggy's a Hall of Famer no doubt but yeah. it, you know you, you gotta move on eventually um, but this Twins team you know you know, you. I don't know about you, but I'm a big Jay Hap guy. I like him. Um, I, I like him too. I just, you know, I, I don't know what he'll fully have left in the tank at this point. It's just, is 27 years old now, Byron Buxton, uh-huh. is he going to come out this year? If he stays healthy. I mean, he's had a come out year. That's the thing. His deal's always been health, and can he stay healthy? They're going to hit some home runs this team, no doubt. The uh-huh. Twins, they've... They've been doing that with Donaldson and Cruz and Kepler and, you know, I like Jorge Polanco, mm. Miguel Sano as well. So they're going to be hitting some home runs. Um, obviously, the one guy I don't like in this division is Lance Lynn. I think I think he, the Pirates used to own him, so I just always thought he wasn't very good. But I do like him and La Russa teaming up again, so mm-hmm. we'll see how that works. And, I'll, and how about La Russa versus Matheny 19 times a year? Yeah, so... As much as I'd like to take the White Sox, they're a team that I don't think people realize will probably have some sort of friction amongst each other at at some point during the year because this was a team that very much so Rick Renteria allowed them to be themselves. Um, And that is something that Tony La Russa does not do at all. So... I think it's going to be interesting on the south side. Um, I'm not going to get into the full-blown deal, probably only because uh, when we go through some of our per- 
predictions at the end of this. Um, and we'll end up bringing some stuff up. Uh, but I'm going to go Minnesota this year winning the Central. Um, as much as I th- would like to pick the White Sox. Um, but I alluded to them a little bit. I-, I wouldn't be surprised to see Kansas City make some noise in this division. I just want to see, some, um, I want to see more division races this year. Yeah. Um, so I think it's probably going to more than likely be a two-dog race in the AL Central. Um, I think it could open up to three, maybe four if the Tigers can get out hot. But I don't see them being able to sustain. So you're like me, not high on the Indians. Unfortunately not. Um, I mean, I, I could see them contending. There are certainly scenarios. Do I think they're going to be absolutely horrible? Probably not. But I I don't see them really anywhere north of 83-ish wins. Like They're going to be hovering at 500, I think, throughout the year. Just this... If you want something to know about this division, the managers in this division are pretty damn good. We have Francona, Baldelli, Hinch, Larusa, and Matheny. Yeah. So that's a, it's a pretty good division for managers. Maybe the best division for managers. I, I think so. <laughs> I, don't, I don't. I don't know if anyone can compete with that one. Right All there. right, Nick. So you picked the last one. I'll pick this one. Okay. Um, let's go with the NL West. All I right. think this one. Um, this one's kind of like the AL Central to a degree, but maybe not as extremes on either end. So let's start, obviously, kind of like what we did with the AL Central, and this go alphabetically. The Diamondbacks, pride of Auburn, New York, Timmy LaCastro still out there, probably the starting right fielder uh, to start the year. Probably actually center fielder, actually, but we, I'm not too sure. Who knows? Um they are a team that um, kind of went, again, status quo through the um, through the offseason. Um, unfortunately, the biggest news for them, Zach Gallen getting hurt, but it may not be as bad as people think. Uh, the hairline fracture in his forearm, he's already throwing, by the way it sounds. Their biggish offseason acquisition was more towards the end of last year with Caleb Smith from the Marlins, so... Uh, Tori Lulevo, former manager of the Buffalo Bisons at one point, still at the helm there. So it'll be interesting to kind of see what the Diamondbacks do. Oh, this poor team, the Colorado Rockies. Um, Bud Black's going to have an interesting deal on his hands um, in the news, player-wise, for the wrong reasons this offseason, during away. Nolan Arenado, um, be interesting to see what happens there. Um, other than that, they kind of didn't do too, too much. Um, they probably have, honestly, though, a really great story as their technical closer going in this year and Daniel Bard, nice comeback year. I know. Comeback player of the year last year. The Dodgers, um, they don't adapt. They seem to reload. Um, bringing, bringing Corey Knievel to shore up the bullpen. Um. Then on uh, on offense, man, they're just uh, don't forget about Trevor Bauer before you go to the offense. Uh, I forgot about Bauer. See, that's what happens when you <laughs> think he's going to go to the Mets. Um. Yeah, I mean, this is a team that um certainly probably would have had the headlines in the West had it not been for their counterparts on I five, the San Diego Padres. Um. 
boy, were they making splashes this offseason. So, um, bring in Hugh Darvish. Bring in Blake Snell via trade. Bring in arguably one of the best players from Korea in Sung Kim, uh, who can play, I mean, pretty much damn near anywhere in the infield if you needed him to. Sounds like he'll be their second baseman, though, at the moment. Obviously... Fernando Tatis Jr., the new face of the MLB, possibly. And, of course, Manny Machado. Uh, they pretty much, I mean, they they did a really good job. They got back. Also, Joe Musgrove. Sorry, Nick, on that one. Though, when we get to the Pirates, I, 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 we'll discuss that then, obviously. Uh, but other than that, I mean, that rotation is strong. Probably could, arguably on the level of the Dodgers, probably, for sure. Not to mention, uh, they brought in Mark Melanson as well. And then um, San Francisco Giants, they are on the wrong side of age on this team, unfortunately. But Wait, wait, it's, uh, it, oh no, it's not an even year. No, it's not. <laughs> uh, but they, um, you know, if this team can stay healthy, could they contend for a wild card? I think so. Uh, but a lot of it hinges on, obviously, health. Buster Posey not getting any younger by any means. Um, uh, neither is Evan Longoria. No, but Longoria had his best year in a handful of years last year. So, be interested to see what happened there. They brought in Tommy LaStella. Never really probably a good thing when that's, you know, your your big acquisition on the year. Not not that Tommy LaStella is bad, uh, but, I mean, outside of um, that Mike outside of him. I didn't realize he's 30 years old. Yeah. Did you know that Scott Casimir is a giant too this year? I did see that. So, um, Gabe Kapler squad in the Bay. So for 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 uh, you sound like you're a little high on the Giants. I am not. I I said they could probably contend for a wild card if if they stay healthy. See, I'm looking <laughs> at two. That's a key thing with the Giants. I'm looking at two races here. That's going to be an unbelievable race for first place mm-hmm. because the Padres have built themselves a a, a powerhouse and. Call me crazy. I think I think they could be they could be better than the Dodgers looking at that roster. Oh, I don't think that's crazy. No, and but I think there's another race in this division as well. The race for last place, the Rockies and the Giants, because they are gonna wow. be fighting. <laughs> the Diamondbacks are in the middle. Still got a decent team. I I like Kendall Marte, very underrated player. Um, you know, not Madison Baumgartner, but <laughs> you know, but he's still there. The Diamondbacks, uh-huh. you know, it's still hanging around. And the pride of Auburn. Yeah. Um. But you know that man. It's when I mean, the the Padres, West for the most part is definitely a two dog. The Padres built the team a while back when it was Justin Upton, James Shields. Yeah, James Shields with Matt Kemp. Carlos Quinton, someone we'll like see there too. Carlos Quinton, something like that. Yeah, they built the team and it did not work at all. No, but now they've drafted players like Tatis, right? <laughs> no, Tatis was a trade. You trade. know, know who the Padres traded away, and Tatis was in the return for was James Shields to the White Sox. Really? <laughs> yeah, I did not know that. But anyway, they're making the right moves. They've built the team. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I don't even think you mentioned it. Blake Snell was on the I did. Say, I did mention okay, that. Did you? you? You and Blake came came over in trades. Yeah. And Joe Musgrove. Joe Musgrove. And then you already got Chris Patty. Is Clevenger going to pitch? Not that. Well, he's not on their depth chart to start the year, but you also have Denilson Lamette still there, obviously, arguably the best pitcher last year in the NL. So. Yeah. And But 
if they get Clevenger back, that's a nice addition. Um, of course, you got Machado. He came over. Hosmer. You know, it's a pretty good team. It's a pretty good team that can compete with the Dodgers. But the Dodgers, they're, they're both. What makes these teams is starting pitching. They're both loaded from starting pitching, and the Dodgers got Bauer. They got Buer. They got still got Kershaw, mm-hmm. and so it's going to be a fun division to watch. Um, the only thing that sucks about how the bracket is formed is because there is probably a slim chance you will see Dodgers Padres in the wild card and the NLCS, I should say, mm-hmm. because the losers probably the winner's probably going to be the number one seed, and the losers are going to be in that wild card game who plays the number one seed in the next round. It's the only thing that sucks about the format they have. Well, it's not the only thing that sucks about that format. The one-game playoff sucks, but (laughs) it's another thing that sucks about it is that... Just go to three games. (laughs) Yeah. It's going to be a slim chance you'll see Dodgers Padres in the NLCS, which would be great ratings, but that's how I feel about it. But I don't know. I like the Padres. I'm going with you. I'm going Padres as well. I like the Padres. All right, Nick, your churn of division. We have NL Central, NL East, AL West, AL East. Let's go to the AL West. Stay out West. Is this the most intriguing division in baseball? Probably not. No, 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 no. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know where you're going with there. But this is land of one of my hot takes for the year. Let's start with Houston. Obviously, we've been going ABC order with this. Houston, um... Felt like they kind of lost more than they gained in a way. Obviously, Springer signing uh, with the Blue Jays. Um, but overall, other than that, they they were able to bring back Brantley. Um, they were able to sign Jake Odorizzi, who is a very good player, obviously. Um, lost a couple guys out of the bullpen. Um so it'll be interesting to kind of see what happens there. Ryan Presley now moves into the closer role for Houston. Uh, Dusty Baker still the manager there. Uh, same cast of characters in the most part, like I said, with Houston. Altuve, Bregman, Correa, Guriel. So it'll be interesting there. Joe Madden leading the Los Angeles Angels. Now they have dropped the Anaheim officially. How about that? Really? Yes. Um, so... The Angels are in an interesting space, if you will. Um, so they, they got your favorite player. Yeah, well, so <laughs> so they lose. They didn't exactly lose anybody per se. Bringing Dexter Fowler on a trade. Um, they lost Andrelton Simmons, but they gained Jose Iglesias. Uh, kind of like the dollar store version of Simmons in a way. Their pitching staff, uh, again, I wish they did more with it, but unfortunately they they, they really kind of can't in oh a way. But they God. bring in Jose Katana on a <laughs> very friendly deal. Uh, this is probably like a, a perfect situation for him to kind of rebuild. Alex Cobb as well. And then today, this kind of randomly just bolstered their bullpen in a bit of a weird way. They bring in Steve Shizik and uh, AJ Ramos over the past pretty much week, um, so a little bit of a uh, of a bolster there. They also have Rossell Iglesias now as their closer from Cincinnati. Oakland, 
the Billy Bean Squad, Bob Melvin's team. Um, the Billy Bean Squad. <laughs> you like that, eh? That's uh, what they are. So, again, they kind of lose their, their star in Marcus Simeon to free agency. He goes to Toronto. Uh, lose Robbie Grossman. So, a lot of uh, kind of next man upish as usual there. But they still have Matt Olson, still have Matt Chapman. Still have Mark Cannon, and Ramon Lariano. Steven Piscotti, hope, continues to do what he do. he's done the past year. Uh, Frankie, so obviously this pitching staff, when healthy, is, you know, goes right up there, maybe overall. They don't have a true fly off the paper ace, but it's a very good staff. Montas Manea fires. The only problem is two other big guys for them, Lazardo and Bassett, both hurt at the moment. Uh, their bullpen, um, not much there overall. I hope for a full healthy year of AJ Puck, that one of their top prospects over the past couple seasons. And they bring in Trevor Rosenthal, who uh, had a nice uh, reclamation style year last year very well. Seattle, Scott Service manager up there still. This is a team... A team that's pretty interesting to watch this year. We get a full 162 of this team. I think it's going to be pretty interesting. I'm looking forward to it. Um, so they were, obviously, they were big players at the deadline last year. And you'll see some of those Padres prospects make their first headways into the lineup this year. The way it sounds, Luis Torrens comes over from there. I think it's probably still Tom Murphy on opening day, though, a catcher for them, but we'll see. Other than that, you're going to see the guys who came over in that trade probably make some moves at some point. I know Ty France, he's going to be in the lineup in some way, shape, or form. I've heard DH. That's why I wish Matt was here because he could offer some really fun insight, obviously, on his Mariners. Sucks to see Lewis out open day. Yeah, but um, they'll go next man up-ish. I don't know how they'll fully do it, whether it's Jake Fraley Maybe good to, see, good to see Hanniger back. Yes. Uh, big, you know what, Mitch. Take a risk on him in my one fantasy draft, but that's only because we go 29 deep in that league. So, really? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but this pitching staff is going to be a fun one. Um, a really cool combination of youth and experience. They bring back James Paxton. The pride of Washington. Marco Gonzalez, the ace of the staff now there still. Gonzaga Bulldog, too. Yeah. So he's doing well. They um, Closer there, Rafael Montero now. And their bullpen, they kind of bolstered it up a little bit uh, over the offseason. So we'll see how well they do in that realm. Um, Texas Rangers. Um, God, I feel so bad. Do you want to know how... Soon things change on the depth charts. Rugnan Odor is no longer a Texas Ranger. Where is he? He's a free agent now. He did not make the opening day roster. When I first look so, at this division. Yeah, well. so so it, Texas is – oh, God. Te- Texas is going to be rough to watch this year, I think. Um, when I first look at this division, yeah. Paul, my first thought – is how many games are the Texas Rangers going to lose? Oh, you're going this game. 92. I think there's a, a, a good chance of 110. God, I struggle all the time going to on a team. 
there's a. It's so rare in our lifetime to see a hundred lost teams. Even if Chris Davis comes back to be the old Chris Davis, like the, the good Chris Davis. Um, Are either of them that good? <laughs> <laughs> but if, even if he comes back, it does something. Um, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, but Elvis Andrews now on the A's. I'm high on the Mariners. I don't yep. know if they can catch the Astros. I know the Astros pitching is not the same. The Angels will never win because of their pitching. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I don't care how Joe Madden's there. Um, they, okay, they got to build a rotation. I need to prepare everybody for this hot take. Mike Trout. No. The Seattle Mariners are gonna win the AL West this year. Uh, I am. I'm going for it. I do not care. I understand. I understand what Mariner fans go through. I I know the alleged not curse, but you know whatever that they have on them. I'm throwing caution to the wind. I'm taking the Seattle Mariners for the AL West. I think they get a wild card, and I think the Astros win the division. But it's gonna be a good race. All right, I'm. We're going NL East, obviously, on this. But one. the A's will be there, not the Angels. We're we'll have to kind of probably speed around the next few, yep, yep. sort of, but that's okay. Atlanta, Ryan Snickers team. Uh, again, a uh, team that probably more or less reloaded than anything else this year, um, mainly in the pitching staff, bringing Charlie Morton. Hopefully, obviously, you, you hope for a healthy year of Mike Soroka. Um so it should be interesting. They have a bit of a tag team deal at closer. I don't know how well it's going to go with Will Smith and Chris Martin. I think they're at the choose one or the other at some point there. Um, but who knows? Uh, Don Battingley's Miami Marlins, uh, the team of surprise last year, the COVID kids, as you want to call them, uh, unfortunately kind of get washed up in what is probably an extremely top-heavy division. Um I feel bad for them because I, I think they unfortunately come in the basement in this division this year, but that's through no fault of their own because uh, this team is definitely built for the future. Go out, get Adam Duvall. But their pitching staff, I think, is going to cause a lot of headaches. Sandy Alcantara, Pablo Lopez, Alicia Hernandez, Sixto Sanchez, Trevor Rogers. Uh, is what you're looking at there. And then their bullpen uh, overall, for, they didn't do too much. They brought in... Adam Simber and Ross Detweiler, uh, so they're pretty good there. Um, perhaps the team that made the second most noise this offseason, maybe third at the lowest, the New York Mets. Um, you got an owner that wants to win. Yeah. Uh, James McCann at catcher. Didn't figure I'm waiting around to see what JT Realmuto would do, so I kind of give respect there. Trade for Francisco Lindor. In that deal, they get Carrasco. Part of the Padre Pirate deal involving Musgrove, they get Joey Lucchese. Signed Taj Walker. Big fan of Taj Walker. Right? And then Trevor May as well, who I alluded to earlier. Um, well, they got Trevor May. Yep. So this the is... Dodgers? Twins. Twins. I'm taking up Dustin May. You are. <laughs> um, so this is going to be an interesting team to watch. Um, 
Like obviously, Dylan Betances. Yeah, whatever. Degrom. <laughs> the Philadelphia Phillies, man. This is a gonna be a fun team to watch as well. Uh, Resign JT Real Muto long term. You forget um, about the Phillies. Yeah, you you kind of do. They got they got one of my favorite guys this overall in baseball. The little Ronnie Torres is there now, so I'm happy to see that. Um, Bring in Matt Joyce to back up and platoon in the outfield and first base, so that's going to be an interesting deal to watch there. Uh, brought back Matt Moore. Going to be interesting to see what he can do uh, back in the big leagues. Sign in Archie Bradley as well, Brandon Kinsler. So that bullpen um, looking decent as well. A lot of Joe Girardi guys from the Yankees days there. D.D. Torres, David Hale, to name a few. And then the Washington Nationals, Jan Gomes, Alex Avila. Um, probably go platoon at catcher again like Dave Martinez has been doing. Uh, trade away to get Josh Bell from the Pirates to bring him in. Uh, Going to be an interesting year in Washington. They signed John Lester, signed Brad Hand. Will it all make a difference for them? I don't know. <laughs> I don't think so, but I don't know. That's an interesting team. They're just putting pieces around their star young players like yeah. Turner and Soto, mm -hmm. and hopefully they work. Because uh, as a guy knows Josh Bell, he had that great first half there to give him an all-star bid. But since, you know, the second half of that season, and then whatever last season was, I guess a half season, <laughs> yeah. Josh Bell has not been, you know, not been – the best. I know the Yankees were in on him. Yeah. Um, so. But I think he just needs to give up right-handed. He looks terrible yeah. as a right-handed hitter. But, you know, Phillies mm -hmm. got Bryce Harper. Not a winner. <laughs> wow. <laughs> they do have Andrew McCutcheon, who is a winner. So it, it cancels out. So we'll see what the other people <laughs> can uh, do in there. But, you know, uh, still the Braves, I think, just, you know, talent-wise. Top to bottom. Another hot take for me in this division. I'm going to go the Philadelphia Phillies winning the NL East. Okay. Um, they it, it's they have an interesting dynamic, but I think they, you know, them and the Braves probably have the best clubhouse chemistry, I think, overall, at least from the outside looking in. Um, so I, I'm intrigued to see what happens there. They got a really fun group of guys to actually watch. A um, bunch of guys who not necessarily fully rely on true power, um, which makes them really fun to watch. They have Mean Gene, the hitting machine, Segura, excuse me. Archie Bradley. Yeah, so, and um, DD, my guy, my favorite guy, best shortstop in Yankee history, so. That's true. He All right, Nick, I'll let you pick. I know Central Day, at least. I do. I just want to say oh, the ahead. Braves will win the division and the Marlins will be back in their normal spot in last place. I don't think it's as bad of a record as people think, though. Because no. Because that, that, they do have a really good team. Yep. So I say we do AL East. All right. Again, we've been starting ABC order with this in a way, so we'll keep it going. Baltimore. Oh, gosh, they're going to be rough. But they got some fun young guys to watch. Um, Ryan Mountcastle, go get a full year of him. So that's pretty exciting. Um, hope that Anthony Sandander is going to be healthy uh, through the whole year. Um, they brought in Freddie Galvis and Mike Alfranco. Um, Did King Felix opt out? And, no, he got released. Oh. 
And you have Trey Mancini back, cancer-free. Uh, so that's awesome to see. Notre Dame back, boy. Um, as well. That's true. Went to ND. Boston, Alex Cora back at the helm as if nobody saw that coming. Um, they had quite the interesting offseason. Um, some salary dump, some not so much. It's really weird what's going on with the Red Sox. What is going on there? What is going um, on? So it, who knows? They, they technically only have one healthy starting pitcher at the moment, but <laughs> I don't know what the deal is fully there. Bring in Marwin Gonzalez. Bring in um, Hunter Renfro as Chris well. Sale still hurt? Yes, technically. Um, but you get hopefully a full year of Eduardo Rodriguez, who missed all of last year with COVID problems. Um, bringing Garrett Richards. You have Nick Pavetta. You have a full year of him. This team sucks. Yeah, it's, 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 <laughs> it's, it is a admittedly rough team if you're a Red Sox fan. Um, who is this outfield? Yeah, it's it's. <laughs> I mean, Verdugo is going to be your center fielder, so that's going to be interesting. But you know, Frankie Cordero is going to have his first full time deal to see what he can do. At one point, he was one of baseball's top prospects, so it'll be interesting to see what happens there. The Yankees, Aaron Boone, boy oh boy, this team's interesting this year. Um. Gary Sanchez is probably final year to show if he's got anything or not. Um, other than that, um, certainly a redone starting rotation. Still have Cole, but you bring in Kluber, trade away for Jameson Tyon. Um, Severino's will start the year on the IL. I don't know if he gets back. Julie Chassin, I think he's going to probably start the year at the alternative site, but I don't know. They but, lost Paxton. But, yeah, you lost, you lose Paxton. Um but I'm excited to see what we get a full year of Clint Frazier there. Um, bringing Darren O'Day, nice arm for the bullpen. Oh, boy. Tampa Bay Rays. I don't know what they're doing there either, but they have a good squad still. It's not like it's a bad team by any means, but I don't know what I don't know what that pitching is going to fully be like this year. Um, Glass now is your ace. You're... you're, you're Leaning a lot on to Ryan Yarborough, which, you know, we'll see. Chris Archer comes back. They sign Rich Hill and Mike Waka. Yoshisugo gets his second full, well, gets his first true full year at big league level. Uh, coming over from Japan. So it's going to be interesting with Tampa. Obviously, they trade away pieces, let pieces go. And then uh, perhaps the biggest uh, storyline of the AL East, Charlie Montorio's Toronto Blue Jays uh, bring in Marcus. Where are they playing? Bringing in Marcus Simeon. They're starting the year in Dundeedon. Dundee? Dundeedon. Oh. Stop screaming into the mic. <laughs> I thought they were playing in Dundee. No, Dundeedon. <laughs> um, George Springer, obviously, coming as well. Um, and then uh, perhaps the biggest bull, really, though, was in the bullpen, losing Kirby Yates already for the year. AL East. Nick, any thoughts? The on only that? thought I have is uh, Charlie Montoya, the head coach, the manager of the Blue Jays. <laughs> his son tried out for our guest Justin Keepers, Lebanon Valley lacrosse team. They did not recruit him, but he was in the process. That's all I have on that. Um, <laughs> Clint Frazier is not the best Frazier. Clearly, Adam and Todd Frazier are the best Frasers, and um, 
The Rays will come in last place. Ooh, there's a hot take. Rays in the cellar. But the Yankees will clearly win because <laughs> AC gave me look at these other teams. <laughs> but <laughs> the Yankees will win. I'm going uh, Yankees as well, obviously. Uh, but we'll circle back to that a little bit as well. Last, obviously, the NL Central, starting with the Cubs. David Ross, a lot of question marks on this team. They are a team that is playing the um, the playing time game with Nico Horner, who was arguably their best player by the end of the year last year, and he's going to start the year at AAA. Uh, rather stupid, but um, so be it. Um they're in a contract dispute with Anthony Rizzo right now <laughs> for an extension. I don't know what I don't know what's going to happen there. Um, that pitching staff completely different for the most part. The only returner on the staff, well, actually two: Kyle Hendricks and Alec Mills. Javier Baez is going to have a nice bounce um, back here. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Jack Peterson coming over from the Dodgers. Jake Marisnik from the Mets. That bullpen is a damn mess and a half. Uh, they're relying on Pedro Strope and Joe Biagini. Your favorite, Craig Kimbrell. <laughs> yeah. Good luck with that. Cincinnati, David Bell, probably make or break a year for, uh, with him as manager. Um, the Reds going to be, I think, a little bit of a struggle overall, but who knows. Um, pretty much status quo overall for the most part over the offseason with them. Obviously lost Bauer in free agency. I think we pretty much all knew that was going to happen. Uh, their staff literally returns everybody starting-wise. I think they're one of the few teams that has been able to do that. Add Camber uh, Doji into the bullpen. Um, lose, obviously, their closer with Russell Iglesias. Amir Garrett will get his shot as being a true closer for the Cincinnati Reds. Milwaukee Brewers. Um an interesting offseason for them. Um, bring in Jackie Bradley Jr., bring in Colton Wong. Um, a pitching staff that a lot of people are high on in the starting and in the bullpen as well. Josh Hader and Devin Williams for a very interesting one-two punch. And we get, <clears throat> excuse me, a full year of another guy who got called up uh, last year after drafting Drew Rasmussen who did extremely well, and I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do with a full year there. Pittsburgh Pirates, Derek Shelton squad. Um, Nick, I, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think they're as bad as people exactly make them out to be. Um, I think a lot, unfortunately for them, is going to ride and die on the pitching because, honestly, the lineup's not half bad. Um, I'm yep. really excited, by the way, really excited to see Dustin Fowler made the opening day squad for the Pirates. This is a guy who, if you're a Yankee fan, you know what happened with him. His first big league play destroyed his knee on an electrical box at Guaranteed Rate Field in Chicago and bounced to Oakland to not get a really good shot there. Now has an opportunity to break out with the Pirates. So I'm really excited to see what happens there. Former double day Wilmer Defoe I saw as well with the Pirates this year. Um, young, young pitching staff overall. Um, they were able to get Will Crow from the Nationals um, in the deal for um, Josh Bell. Um, not too sure what's going to happen with him. He's 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 struggled in his big league appearances thus far with Washington. Um, I don't. 
I think he's going to have to adjust to the big league level a little bit more, but who knows? Uh, that's the beauty with the um, with a team like the Pirates right now, where I think expectations are low. Um, but I, I really do think this team. I think this team can make noise offensively. There's a positive in this team. I think that offense is going to be really exciting to watch. And um, I have a prediction for them when we get to the prediction side of things. So. I uh, I think they can get over the 59 wins. Okay. <laughs> and uh, St. Louis, the Cardinals, obviously big splash in the offseason getting Nolan Arenado. Um, should be an interesting year there. Obviously relieves Matt Carpenter of really pretty much playing the field. Yadi Molina comes back. Pitching staff, um, going to be interesting to watch. Jack Flaherty, uh, the ace there. So, Giovanni Gallegos. Probably getting the full-fledged closer role there. Um, I'm going to go Brewers winning that division, though. Kind of like what they got going you think, on. So. You think Kirsten Yelich is going to bounce back here? Yep, yep. I think uh, the Pirates are winning this division. All right, Nick. Got a boy. <laughs> I, I root for them, but... Uh, uh, I do know the Cardinals will be better than the Pirates. They've been better since 1999. <laughs> and uh, and uh, I'm going to go with Cubs pitching bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to go with the Cardinals. But I will say Kevin Newman set the batting average record in spring training, batting 606 this year. And did you know spring training stats have only been a thing since 2006? Hmm. And he just set the batting average record in spring training. So shout out Kevin Newman who will play platoon with this stupid Eric Gonzalez guy. But whatever. I mean, Eric Gonzalez had a very good year last year. Yeah. Sleep on Eric Gonzalez. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, prediction times, Nick. I wrote down MVP, Cy Young, Rookie of the Year, and Manager of the Year predictions for myself. Okay. I, don't know, I don't know if you went that deep. Uh, but also then I also have our world, my World Series predictions. So um, uh, I don't know a lot about the rookies, but I'll make predictions for the other ones. Okay. So, AL MVP, I'm going Tim Anderson of the White Sox. Um, and NL MVP, I'm going Nolan Arenado of the Cardinals. AL MVP, I'm going to go Luke Voigt of the New York Yankees. Even though he's out until June. Is he? Yes. Okay, never mind. <laughs> uh, it's going to be someone on the Yankees because they're going to put up a great record. I'm going to go AL MVP, Garrett Cole. Okay. NL MVP, Fernando Tatis Jr. All right. AL Cy Young, I'm going Zach Grinke for the Astros. And NL Cy Young, uh, dark horse candidate, I believe, overall. Probably not even on a blip on the radar for a lot of people. I'm going Aaron Nola for the Philadelphia Phillies. You said Zach Grinke? For the AL, yes. Yeah, okay. And NL, I'm going Aaron Nola of the Phillies. AL Cy Young. I'm going to go Tyler Glass now. Hold on. How can you go Garrett Cole MVP <laughs> and Glass now Cy Young? You're right. I forgot I did that. Yeah, so Garrett Cole, Cy Young. Edel Cy Young. I mean, not, not to be that guy, but... Like, is Mike Soroka healthy? He should be, yeah. Yeah, they're well, expecting him to go opening day. Mike Soroka, Edel and Cy Young. AL Rookie of the Year, and even though he's getting the time playing time done to him, I'm going Bobby Witt Jr. of the Kansas City Royals. Um, and then NL Rookie of the Year, I'm high on this guy. We I've discussed him a few different times on this podcast. I'm going Cabrian Hayes 
for the Pirates. I will make my rookie of the year picks. I'm going Jared Kalanick of the Seattle Mirrors in the AL. Yep. And I'm going Brian Hayes in the National League. Then my AL manager of the year, I'm going Mike Matheny of the Kansas City Royals. And I'm going Joe Girardi of the Philadelphia Phillies for National League. I'm most uh, manager of the year. I am going Tony La Russa, manager of the year in the White Sox <laughs> in the AL. And NL manager of the year, I am going with... Who's the Padres manager? Uh... Tinkler or whatever his last name is. Yeah. And I'll manage the year, Padres. Okay. World Series, I'm going Yankees over the Phillies in six games. World Series? Yeah. Even I'm, though I'm not high on that bull, on the starting staff overall for the Yankees. but World Series, I'm going Dodgers over Mariners. Wow. Five games. Okay. Mariners wild card. <laughs> All right. Nick takes us to the end of the show there. Who are you shouting out today? Uh, I'm going to shout out my guys at the Finger Lakes Times, Mike Cotillo and Dave Shaw, both Pirate fans. Let's go, Pirates. (laughs) Uh, We're going to win 60 games this year. We're going to do it. The Knicks, they said 22 wins. We're at 24 and counting. Exactly. Why not us? And then now the Pirates, 59. You know, let's go out and get it. Uh, Lock on opening day. Pirates, money line over the Cubs at Wrigley Field. That's my opening day lock. Paul, do you have an opening day lock? Shout out Mike and Dave. I have no opening day lock. (laughs) I haven't locked. (laughs) All right. That's it for me. All right. Enjoy appreciate baseball. Yeah, hope everybody tunes in the opening day. If you haven't, like, share, subscribe. Help us out here at FinnerWakes1.com. We appreciate everybody tuning in. Wear your mess. We'll catch you next week on the Fresh Six Podcast with Russo and Felice.